Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. Amen. Okay, so God gave me a word for you today, and I want you to, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of John chapter 20. If it's your culture to stand and say, that's fine, I'm okay with it. John chapter 20. If you have the New King James Version, I will really appreciate it. I'm going to try to be very, very quick, um, as quick as possible. John 21. Um, I thank God for my wife. She released me to come down here. So, um, I was talking to Pastor Ida Hosa and I said something. Um, if, you are, if you are a Sarah believing God for an Isaac, then you have to stop sleeping with Abraham's. Because only Abraham's have the seed for Isaac. There are a lot of Abraham's, or there are a lot of Sarah sleeping with Abraham's and expecting to give that to Isaac. But Abraham doesn't have the seed for, for Isaac. Abraham does. My wife is the incubator. God told Abraham, I would make you. There's a difference between Abraham and Abraham. Not told Abraham, I will make you this. I will do this. I will do this. Who, who carried the baby eventually? Somebody said Abraham. I'm like, oh. I'm like, man, I need to get my Bible up. But Sarah did. And I told my brother, hey, you married a woman that can, not the woman that can, is Jim Jim. My wife is not Jim Jim like that. She's just, um, but she is the one that, that pulls the gifts actually the fruit of the spirit because you can manifest all the gifts in church when you go home the fruit kicks in love patience pastors you know what i'm talking about long suffering okay so let's go to the word so john 21 verse 1 it says after these things jesus showed himself again to his disciples and in this way somebody say in this way so everything that we're going to be talking about is going to climax or it leads up to Jesus revealing himself. So everything you're reading now is part of a process for Jesus revealing himself. So you need to have that context and have that at the back of your mind because if your perspective is defective, you cannot be effective in life. You need to have the perspective, the context of this text. It says everything we're going to read now is really about Jesus showing himself. It's about revelation. Jesus decided to show himself and reveal himself, and this is how he did it. Next verse. Simon, Peter, blah, 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 they were disciples. Let's go to verse 3. Simon said to them, I'm going a fishing, or I go a fishing. And they said to him, we'll go with you. They went out immediately, they got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. They caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know it was Jesus. This is a very, very important point because the disciples did not recognize that it was Jesus yet. And they still responded. Next verse. Then Jesus said, children, have you any food? And they answered him, no. Everybody say no. no. Everybody say no. no. Child no, like you are shouting, hmm. When I said that, they say no. That's what I'm saying. Okay, now I'm talking. Okay. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast the net and they were not able, okay, this is not the translation. They were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of 
Which version says fishes? There's a version that says because of the multitudes of fishes. I don't know. It's not the NIV. Can you check the new? The message? Which version? Which version? Sorry? The old King James. Is it the old? It has to be. The original King James. Oh, wonderful. Somebody say fishes. And of course, we know fishes is not a real English word. And I was speaking in Port Harcourt this morning, and God told me to tell you and tell them also that God wants to give you a type of blessing that is not grammatically correct. The type of blessing that English language, they don't know how to define it. Everybody say fishes. And when they look at you and they try to explain the blessing, tell them it's fishes. You understand. They try to, they, they try to, they try to, can you put your hands together for her? <laughs> I know she doesn't want to put your hands together for her. Now, you, you don't understand who she is to me, um, but she's been like a big auntie to me while I was in Abuja here and she took good care of me and she, she, she knew I was here and she decided to come with us. So, you don't know who she is, but thank you for what she's done in my life. So, put your hands together like, you know, like, yeah. You see how humble and quiet, Oh my God. Just because I don't look like what I have, what you have in mind, doesn't mean I cannot blow your mind. That's her principle. Okay. Okay. So, and he said, see, and I was thinking about the word fishes. And God said, I want to give people a type of blessing that English language will not be able to define. So, my topic tonight is going to be it doesn't have to make sense. So, look at somebody with an attitude and tell them it doesn't have to make sense. Look at another person and say, it doesn't have to make sense. If you always wanted to make sense, you would never make news. It doesn't have to make sense. Father, we ask for the anointing that makes teaching and preaching easy. We pray that you move from center to second, friends, and evade this place with your glory and grace. We bind every spirit of fear, every spirit of sickness. We ask that your spirit will evade this place and fill it with your power, with your miracles, signs and wonders like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, we've prayed. Everybody say, Amen. Amen. I believe we are in an apostolic era, a kingdom era, and in every dispensation, God raises a generation. In this generation, God is raising norm breakers. In this generation, God is raising trailblazers. God is raising pace setters. I want you to follow me carefully, and I'll be done in a, in a couple of minutes. I know Pastor Phil says, take your time, but that's fine. Um, God is raising trailblazers. God is raising pace setters. Pace setters, people who will defy the norm. People who will break the norm, will challenge the status quo. The status quo has never changed a man's status. The word status, status quo is from the word status, static, the Latin word. And that's why people who are always conscious of their status are always static. They never move because you're conscious of your status. The status quo has never changed a man's status. The call to greatness is the call to move from the conventional to the exceptional. God wants to move and change and shift us to the realm. But you must understand something that it comes with a cost. Most of us want to make a difference, but we've not, understand, we've not understood our difference. You cannot make a difference if you don't understand you are different and the difference you have. So most people are all about changing the world, but they've not changed their mind. Only changed people can change the world. Only different people can make a difference. And in, in, this, this means that there's a price to pay. And I mean, in the U.S., they have all the Black Friday sales, and of course, they have it here where you have sales and discounts and all those type of things. 
And I tell them, when it comes to success, there are no Black Fridays. When it comes to success, there are no discounts. You have to pay the full price. Somebody say full price. You have to pay the full price for success. And sometimes paying the full price means everybody's not going to understand you. There is a problem with you if people don't have a problem with you. Listen, the perimeter of your comfort zone is too small to accommodate the expense of God's dream for your life. The perimeter of your comfort zone is too small to accommodate the expense of God's dream for your life. Listen to me. If there's anything I want to do in the next couple of minutes, I want to change and challenge your mindset. Because you cannot be exceptional if your mindset is traditional and your methods are conventional. God has called me to tell you, and he told me to tell you to change your mindset. Because your mentality is your limitation. So in this season, what God has challenged me and told me, he's, he's sent me as an errand boy to send an email to your spirit to tell you to change your mind. Because it doesn't have to add up before you go up. It doesn't. It doesn't have to make sense. Where you are, God is, says, this is who you were and this is who you are. This is who you were and this is who you are today. God says, let me fill the blank. So people ask you, what happened between here and here? Tell them, fishes. Because you don't know. I, the problem we try to explain and define the blessings of God in our lives. And God says, go ahead and explain it. But I don't know about you, but I need God to give me some fishes type of miracle. Some type of miracle that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to add up. I don't even care. That's the type of miracle God is about to do. But there's a price to pay. Sometimes you have to leave your comfort zone. Think about Jesus for a second. He was the greatest non-breaker. He left his comfort zone. He left the citadel of heaven. He left the place of grandeur and grace and came down here. Ask yourself, what would have happened to the woman with the issue of blood if Jesus never came? What would have happened to blind Bartimaeus if Jesus never came down? What would have happened to them? This is the power that the non-breaker has when you decide to step outside your comfort zone to answer the clarion call of destiny. Could it be possible that people have not received the breakthroughs they want or they need in life because you have not stepped outside your comfort zone? You have not raised the bar. You don't, want to, you don't want to live outside the circle of your expertise, exposure, and education. Could it be possible that you were just intoxicated with the rich wine of success brewed from the factory of your competence? That you failed to live and live the life God has called you? Could it just be possible that you were a fisherman when God has called you to be a fisher of man? There is nothing wrong with Peter being a fisherman, or there is nothing wrong with being a fisherman, but there is something wrong with Peter being a fisherman. Because God had told him, I would make you a... There was something wrong with... No, no. There is something wrong with Peter being a fisherman in this text. Because God had told him, I will make you a fisher of man, not a fisherman. There is nothing wrong with being... In fact, it was one of the most lucrative business there but there is nothing wrong with that business. It's just that God had told Peter, I will make you a fisher of men. Could it be possible that you are a fisherman when God has called you to be a fisher of men? Look at someone and tell him, are you a non-breaker? I've come to realize in life that... 
I stop trying to live up to the expectations of people who only understand my roots but don't understand my seed. There are people that only understand your roots. They don't understand your seed. The root speaks about your past. The root speaks about who you were before. The root speaks about, oh, we lived in the same compound now. Uh-uh. We, we went to the same school. Oh, and so what? If I want to know anything about past, I just need to go online. Ah, oh, is that what he's doing now? The problem is that you can Google my present and my past, but you cannot Google my future. The Bible says, eyes has not seen and ears has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has planned. You cannot Google my future. People can say all they want to say. See, one of the reasons why Jesus was very, very, he was criticized is because the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't know the difference between breaking the rules and breaking the law. Jesus never broke the law. He broke the rules. And religious people would always call non-breakers rebellious people because they don't understand the difference between breaking the rules and breaking the law. I don't have a problem with enemies. Perhaps the reason why God has not set your table is because you don't have enough enemies. Because the Bible says he will prepare a table in the presence of your friends. Oh, I like like my enemies. Because it's criticism is the only way your enemies can explain your success. It's called free publicity. Cheap. And that's why they're at the back, because they're backbiters. The woman with the issue of blood. Blind Bartimaeus. They told him, sh- they, see, see, when you constantly pay attention to what people say about you, you eventually become a person people never pay attention to. Blind Bartimaeus, they told him, shut up, shut up, shut up. He did not pay attention to them. When you constantly pay attention to what people say about you, you eventually become a person people never pay attention to. When God makes you, listen, when God makes you an object of attraction, you become a subject of discussion. Perhaps the reason why people are not discussing you is because you're not attractive enough. And I mean it in a good sense because you need to learn to generate momentum and swim against the tide of popular opinion. And that's the reason one of my sisters was giving a testimony and says, I'm not just the normal type. I'm not, I don't have the normal job. I'm not normal because, she, because you were a non-breaker. People want you to be fishermen because that is within what they can understand. People want to limit you to, the expect, to their expectations and to your experiences. Yes, I went to medical school and so what? I'm supposed to be a doctor. That's, that's the fisherman mentality. No, no, no. Now, sorry to all the medical doctors. I'm not, I'm not talking about medical doctors, of course. I'm just saying, don't limit your future to the possibilities. Don't limit your future possibilities to the experiences of your past. Think about David. David was, see, if David was an Igbo man. Ah, Jesus. I was thinking about David in the Igbo context, sorry. So, David, think about David. David was called to be what? A king. Right? He was anointed. God says, you are the next king. But think about David for a moment. David could kill Goliath. He could kill giants. If David was an evil man, he would open the giants killing. (laughs) Thank you very much. I was waiting for an evil. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I was a church I was preaching. I told them that they say, ah, he will be charging consultation fee. This is, this is the way you throw the stone. If you throw the stone this way, you the projectile, you won't miss. So you have to... And they would, they would, it could it be possible that you've settled for Ishmael when you can have an Isaac? 
Could it, could it be possible? Just think with me. The problem, with, the problem is that we listen to the message, we don't think the message. Could it be possible? Could it be, look at David. He could write songs. People were like, ah, I can sing. This is, I know this is my calling. That's why success is the wrongest plumb line for greatness or what God has called you to be. Because failure in the right assignment is better than, no, failure in the right assignment is worse. Or failure, wait, wait, how do I put it now? Because I want to get it for you. Because it, it's confusing me. Yeah, it confuses me. Failure in the right assignment is better. Please write it down because it's confusing me. No, no, because this is something I was telling Pastor Phil, really. This is serious. Because I was telling Pastor Phil, life is not an experiment you try out. It's, it's an assignment you live out. Failure in the right assignment is better than success in the wrong assignment. Most of us, see, and you never really fail if you're in the right assignment. You just learn lessons. You never really fail. But most of us, once you're sucks, just because you can do it doesn't mean you are called to do it. Just because you like do, have you seen American? Okay, America's got talent. That, that makes me, and all these American idol and Nigerian idol. And people come out like this and they start singing. I'm like, okay, who, who, who gave birth to these children? Who gave birth to these people? Where are your parents? These are the parents that will tell your child, you can do it, you can make it. Don't tell them you can make it. If you cannot sing, you cannot sing. Don't come and give us, I don't know. Okay, let me talk about something else. Success is the wrongest estimate of what God has called you to do. It has to be following God and saying, God, is this where you want me? It might be painful, but is that where God wants you to be at that moment? At the will of God. I was thinking about this, Pastor. Do you know that Ishmael, whenever we hear Ishmael, we think about it in terms of Al-Qaeda and all these people, all these Arab people. Hey! That's just like Eve when he ate the apple. Okay, that's a different message. I'm just kidding. Oh, but, so when you think about Ishmael, we think about all the negative things, right? But I was thinking about that story, and God says Ishmael has a po- positive connotation because Ishmael was a, was a result of Abraham and Hagar. Now, do you know the difference in age between Ishmael and Isaac was about 12 years? And God told me that means Sarah was believing God for her husband to be potent, for her to be potent without knowing that Ishmael was a symbol that her husband was already potent. So she was pushing this woman to go and sleep with her husband and God answered her prayer and, and Isaac was born and Isaac was supposed to tell her, I've answered your prayer and your husband, or Ishmael rather, was supposed to tell her, I've answered your prayer and your husband is now potent, but she didn't know for 12 years or so. So we look at Ishmael, but what you don't understand is that God has already answered her prayers. Could it be possible that we are not seeing things from the right perspective? And that's why one of the things I always like to say is when your perspective is defective, you cannot be effective in life. Could it be you've settled for being a fisher man when God has called you to be what? A fisher of man. What a fisher man does, it takes the fish out of his natural habitats. So it takes life out of things. And the sea is your sphere of influence. People have settled for the sea when God has given you the world. You will become a local champ. God never says you are the salt of Abuja. He says you are the salt of the world. Stop thinking local. Think global. God, if you, the reason why God has not answered you is because your prayers is too small to motivate him. God says, oh, that one. Oh, no, no. Oh, I should give you a tokumboka. Ay, Jesus. 
oh, um, fairly used. Oh, no, God. Like, ah, ah. God says, no, no, no. Your uncle can do that. I don't need to get involved. God needs to give you fishes. That's that God wants to give you fishes in the morning because you don't catch fishes. First of all, you don't even catch fish in the morning. And God says, I'm going to do it in the wrong time to prove that I'm God. Fishes. And here we find, see, do you know what the text is? The text is, and let me just dig into the text because of time. The, the text says that they, they toiled all night. Before even they toiled all night, the Bible says, Peter just said, I, I go a fishing. Everybody says, okay, let's go with him. Let's go with him. All the people, even the people that know how to fish. Some theologians said Matthew was in the boat. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. It's not a task collector. Ah. Oh, I'm going, oh, let's go. Hustle, hustle, pastor. Ah. Ibo, aye, that Matthew has Ibo something. <laughs> Never allow your desire for community make you stoop to the level of mediocrity. Some people, what have the, see, they are not high on drugs. They are not high on all, they are high on people. People are their addiction. They cannot stay. Hey, people, hey, are we going, where are we going to now? Oh, uh, you said, we, okay, okay well, let's go, which side are we going? Anywhere, Belefes. What were you doing? He said, I go fishing. Mm, we'll go with you now. Is that, is that the next place we are preaching? Okay, fishing. Oh, sorry. Let's go. Anything, anywhere, but just let's be going. For some people, what you need is not a miracle, but a change of circle. Before, think about Ezekiel 37. Before there was a resurrection, the bones had to come together. Connection before resurrection. You need the right people in your life. It's, see, 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 I was talking to Pastor Phil about, I've been in the U.S. for like four years. I thought it was six years because of the things that have happened. I was like, ah, he's six. My wife said, no, he's four. I said, ah, that's even worse. So God's grace is too much. And I was talking to Pastor Phil and I was telling him that I've spoken, I've preached, I've, I mean, have you ever been in a place where you're, you're talking and people are addressing you? When you go to the room, you start laughing. Say, ah, they only know who I am. That's how I am. <laughs> I look at my mom and I say, I don't know. Let's just do this thing. That's the type of places God wants to embarrass you. So there are, you are, you're in an environment of fishes. Where you look at where you are and there's no correlation. Two weeks ago, I was speaking in Mexico. And this on a cruise, basically. Actually, not Mexico, but on a cruise to Mexico. So... I was talking to him about the guy. His name is Pastor Keon um, Henderson. And he's like Bishop Jakes' son. I mean, you, you know how you'll be, you be shocked when you're sitting with someone and the person says, hello. Oh, sorry, let me just finish this conversation with Bishop Jakes. I said, which Jakes? He said, the main Jakes. I said, okay. Oh. And he's not, he's not 45. He's 30s. He's in his 30s. Uh-huh. That's a good one. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, what am I saying? I'm not saying that to say, oh, no, 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 no. I know, I'm not just throwing out names. I'm saying because they brought us for a panel. People that were supposed to be, and they put me in the middle. And I, I sat down. I was like answering questions. Then the guy turned to me and said, Jesus Christ, you're phenomenal. He said, he said, I was like, okay, well, thank you very much. You too, you're very, when I went to my, I said, this guy is, something is happening. Now. <laughs> but God wants to give you a blessing where you don't have the words to explain it. The problem is that we are trying to explain God's blessing. Just say thank you. Finish. He saw, pastor said the password, just thank you. How did it happen? I, I don't know. People, how did it happen? Oh, is <laughs> how it happened. So, hmm. If you see how this, if, this is a long story. If I start telling you these things, this, hey, God has been faithful. Eh? So you see that my uncle in Lake, no, 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 no. Thank you. God did it. 
That's, 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 that's how you get it done. They toiled all night and they cut what? Nothing. Everybody say nothing. nothing. Everybody say nothing. 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 They cut nothing. And I came to speak to nothings today. I came to speak to nobodies today. Those are the type of people I came to speak to. Nothing. Nothing. You, you are the least likely. God is attracted. If you want to know where God is, God is in the nothings. God will take dust and breathe into dust and, and dust will become a human being. And that's why we don't have anything to be proud of because we are nothing. Nothing. When you, look up, when you look back and see where God brought you from, you were nothing. And God says, if you want to know where I am, I am in the pit. I'm in the lion's den. That's where I am. I'm in the forest. I'm the fuck man. Look at me. That's where I am. You want to know where God is? He's a very present help in time of trouble. If you want to look for God, look for trouble. That's where God is and he's in trouble. God is the one that uses the least likely. He wants to confound the wise, the wisdom and the foolishness of the wise. That's where God is. Think about this, Pastor. Do you know that these guys caught nothing and the Bible says that Jesus was waiting for them? Using my pictorial license to view that scripture and think it through. Jesus probably was there all night watching them, chilling. Because it was in the morning that the writer said, and Jesus, because you would not know it was in the morning. He probably saw them toiling all night and catching nothing. And in the morning, they saw Jesus. I want to stop here. And thank God that he showed up in my life. You don't understand this, Pastor. There are people in the Bible that had to break the roof to see Jesus. There are people in the Bible that had to scream and shout to see Jesus. But here were these disciples. They were going their way. They were going Fishing. They were doing something else. Yet he still was calling their name. Yet he still was waiting for them. I don't know about you, but God is still waiting for you. I want to thank God that he showed up in my life. Because if God has not shown up yet in your life, it means the show is not yet over. Thank you, Lord, for showing up in my life. If you didn't show up in my life, I would have lost my mind. I would have lost my ministry. I would have lost my marriage. I would have lost anything. But you showed up just in time. When I was in the valley, you were the lily of the valley. When I was sick, you were the bound in Gilead. When I was down and dry and out, you were my provider. When I was lonely, you were Emmanuel, God with us. Thank God for showing up in my life. I don't know about you, but when I look back over my life, I just look back and I say, thank God that you waited for me. Thank God that you didn't have me go through the roof. You didn't have me call your name. Instead of calling your name, you were calling my name. You were calling my name. I was lost. I was doing my own thing, doing my own stuff, but you were still waiting for me in my lost track. You were waiting for me. Thank God that you can wait for me. I don't know what type of God you have, but I have a God that would wait on people that have nothing. I don't know what type of God you have, but I have a type of God that would wait on people that are nothings and nobodies. That's the kind of God I serve. Now, if you are everything, if you have everything you want, then this message is not for you. But if you're like me, that is down and dry and nothing and useless, but God picked me up and turned me around, then I know the God that I serve. Somebody said, I hear you.
He showed up for me just in time. Oh, Jesus. He was waiting for me. He was waiting for me. I know I cut nothing, but he was waiting for me. I know I was down and out, but he was waiting for me. I know I was toiling all night, but he was waiting for me. I have a God that is long-suffering. He was waiting for me. He believed in me enough to wait. I said he believes in you enough to wait. That's the type of God I serve. He waited and he asked them a question. Do you have any fish? When God asks you a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. But because he wants you to know he is the answer. Don't try to answer the questions because God knows. Son of man, can these bones leave? Moses, what do you have in your hand? I'm the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for, you, for me to do? When God asks you a question, it's, Adam, where are you? It's not because God doesn't know the answer. What are the questions God is asking you today? When are you going to start the business? When are you going to put a patent on that idea? When are you going to start the daycare? When are you going to buy the house? When are you going to start that business? When are you going to quit your 8 to 9 and be exceptional? When? You know in your heart of heart, God is asking you a question. The problem with us is that we think that just because God asks us the question means he wants us to do it. I wish I can explain this. God is not asking you the question so that you will do it. He's asking you the question so you will just believe enough for him to do it. You don't understand what I'm saying. God is asking you the question. He says, can this bones leave? What did Ezekiel do? He just prophesied as he was commanded. Most of us think God is asking us the question because he wants us to do it. When are you going to have two services? When are you going to build that church? When are you going to move to a different facility? When are you going to have that? When are you going to start? When, 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 how, when? God is not asking you the questions because he wants you to do it. He asks, do you have any fish? He already knows. Come on. He knows they didn't have any fish. What questions are God asking you? One thing God has taught me is that any vision you don't put into action, any instruction you don't put into action will be put up for auction. Any instruction you don't put into action will be put up for auction. Have you ever had an idea, an instruction, God says, do this. And you're like, ah, I will come later now. Uh-uh. It's not this family thing I'm handling. Then later I see it on TV. Ah! <laughs> that's, that's my idea. That's a fool. That's my idea. Sorry, I'm in church. But that's how God feels sometimes. Like, ah, I gave it to you first. But any instruction you don't put into action will be put up for auction. He asks them a question. God is not asking you those questions. You're not having those desires because God wants you to do it, but because he wants to do it through you. That's why. That's why. He's asking you those questions. Not because he, when, when. God doesn't want you to think small. Your dreams cannot be too small to motivate God. You serve a big God. Think about my son waking up and stuff. He says, I was, I was thinking about this earlier today when I was speaking. And I was like, I will really be frustrated if my son, I come back home and I see him with a pen and a paper with calculator. He's two years. He's like punching and saying, ah, he's not adding up. I say, hey, Asha, what are you doing? He said, money for milk tomorrow. And I asked him, what are you doing? I'm, I'm planning, I'm strategizing. You're laughing, that's what you people do. 
You, God is like, what are you doing? Say, I'm, pla- I'm planning for the future. I'm trying to add it up. How, if, the, if I put this money in the business, how will it, uh, hey, minus, hey, calculator, error. Yeah. How would you feel if your son, do you know, this iPad has the image of Apple. Whose image do you have? When, the, when this is broken, you just take it to who? The manufacturer. And they fix it free of charge for you. Well, in the U.S. I don't know about that. I want to add that. I want to add that. I want to add that. <laughs> well, in the U.S. Hey, Niger. Hey, you guys are crazy. They're like, no, 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 no. Rewind, rewind, rewind. <laughs> but do you know that sickness is a malfunction? Poverty is a malfunction. Do you know you need a revelation to be poor? You need a serious revelation to be poor. I'm not joking. When I came to the U.S., and I don't like talking about all this. When I came to the U.S., I was asking my... Things were not working out. I thought I was cursed. I asked my father, what's the meaning of this last name? Can I put my last name up? I said, what's the meaning of this last name? What day they did what? What are we talking about? You see, I don't know. I said, I say, so I called my mother. I said, um, mommy. This is our name. My mother said, quoting scripture. There is therefore now no... I said, no, 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 no. Leave this thing. What is, who is the person? We talk so much about generational curses. What about generational blessings? God wants to move you to another level. But it's all about your mind. He asked them, do you have anything? And they said, what? No. Everybody say no. No. Everybody say no. Now, some of you have got asked you, listen, 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 listen. This is the key. They did not know it was so, it could have been one of those, the Ojoro fishermen say, ah! Did you catch anything? Are you sure? He said, um, it depends on how you look at it, though. They were so desperate for a change that they were humble enough to admit they didn't catch nothing. Most of us are so proud to be blessed. Anyone that is full of himself will always make a fool of himself. The outward arrogance of the pride is a reflection of your inward ignorance. The pride, see, God is so busy promoting the, the, the humble. He doesn't have time to, to, you know, it's not God that um, demotes the, the, the proud. It's themselves. They do them. They just destruct. God is so busy promoting the humble people that the proud people will just, they just self-implode. God doesn't have a business. You, you self-destruct. Great people don't feed their ego. They swallow their pride. Great pastor says it again. He's a reverend. He's the real reverend. I don't know which one you call me reverend. That's how I was laughing. Great Great people. (laughs) Great people don't feed their ego. They swallow their pride. Could it be possible that the reason why you've not been blessed is because you said it depends on um, it depends on how you look at it. Do you have any fish? It depends on because the one we ate last night is in the fridge, Joe. <laughs> Do you have... Nah, man. It depends on how you're looking at this thing. Oh, okay, let me... Okay. <laughs> it's a technically. Yeah, there's a way you look at this thing then you... Do you have any fish? He said, no. No means I am, I ha- I am qualified in this area. But I have nothing to show for it. I'm gifted, but I'm grounded. 
That's what no means. No means I have the qualification, but I don't have the manifestation. No means I'm proficient in this area, but I'm still deficient. That's what no means. No, no. Do you have the courage to say no to a stranger? If, if you see me with, and if, I, if you see me like that, I say, ah, do you want this? You say, I'm looking for a job. I say, oh, you want a job in Shell? Oh, you want a job? Okay, Shell. Oil company is not doing well now. Okay. You want, a, you want a job in one of those companies, maybe Microsoft? They say, ah, yes, I want a I say, I can, I, can, I, can get, I can fix you. I can do it for you. You believe more because of how I look, right? But if I'm just started with dada hair and everywhere looking anyhow, and I ask you a question, I say, hey, I'll give you a job. He said, um, I actually have a job. Oh. <laughs> it depends on technically how you look at it. But these guys, technically, they did not know who, that it was Jesus. And he asked, do you have any fish? And they said, no. Have you ever wondered why God would ask a blind man, do you want to see? Now, nah, God, are you colomental? What type of rubbish is this? The guy is dying. You're asking him, do you want to see? Give this guy... Because you can say, no, I don't want to see, I want money, and you'll be a blind rich man. Some of you are too, you have too many choices, and that's why you've not made a choice in life. I have options. It depends on God. It, um, it's, it, I don't know. Do you, want, do you have any, said, no. That was where the miracle started, and God says, now, since you have a no, cast your net on the other side. Listen, other side means that the miracle was around the corner. The miracle has been around the corner there. Other side means don't change the net. Other side means don't change the boat. Other side means don't change your partners. Don't change what you're doing. I'm speaking to a businessman. You're about to make the biggest mistake of your life. Don't change what you are doing. The problem is not your net. The problem is not your boat. The problem is the direction. The problem is, it could be your demographics, your strategy, how you were thinking about it. It's around, God says, the right side. And sometimes the right side can mean do it all over again because perhaps they might have done it on the right side. But this time around, God says, I'm going to wait because there's something about the right side and in the morning. Because you might have done it in the night. But God said, if I had given you the miracle when you wanted it, then you would have accorded everything to yourself. So I'm going to wait when it's, when it, when it's beyond the circle of your expertise and your experience and your exposure and your education. Then I'm going to bring about the miracle. And some people have nothing because it's still part of God revealing himself. So what you're going through is not a situation but a revelation. Nothing is wrong with you. Everything is right with you. I said, nothing is wrong with you. You've got nothing. You were nobody. You've been toiling all night. God sent me down here to tell you nothing is wrong with you. I'm about to reveal myself to you in another level. It's all about perspective. And we say, ah, I've got nothing. It's not working. It's closed doors. God says, no, no, no. No, no, don't look at that. I'm about to reveal myself to you in another dimension. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. It's around the corner. There's something in the water. I know you tried it. There's something in that business. There's something in that spouse. There's something in that church. There's something in that department. There's something in the water. There is. There are fishes, in quotes, in the water. I know you've tried and toiled all night. But there is something about doing it when God says do it. 
When God says you should do something that doesn't have a point of reference, it's because he wants to make you a point of reference. What was the point of reference for Mary to believe God for conception without consummation? Tell me, what was the point of reference for Joshua to tell the sun and the moon to stand still? Tell me, when God tells you to do something that doesn't have a point of reference, it's because he wants to make you a point of reference. Most of us want blessings that have reference points. God says, no, 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 no. Just believe in me for Ishmael. I want to give you a blessing that doesn't have a point of reference. Somebody say, I hear you. Could it be possible that you're believing God for something that has a point of reference? And God says, I don't want to give you this. Oh my, I don't want to give you this. What is the use of ability without audacity? What's the use of competence without confidence? What? When God says move, you move. There are two types of people on earth. Analysts and catalysts. Analysts will keep analyzing. You know, this commentator, ah, he almost hit the bar. No, he did oh, no. But catalysts are the ones. They are the ones that would do the job. Are you a catalyst or are you an analyst? You're analyzing. Ah, it depends. Ha, ah, if you do this, you can do you, you, No, 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 no. God says, stop being a spectator. It's time to make news. It doesn't have to make sense. If you always wanted to make sense, you would never make news. God says, cast it on the right side. Excuse me, God, you know it's morning. God says, I know it's morning. Cast it on the right side. Don't change your net. Don't change anything. Cast it on the right side. You are alive because you have not yet arrived. (laughs) There's a lot God wants to do in your life. You are still alive today because God wants to do a lot. The blessing. See, God's blessing is never in a place you... See, see, God will always give you a blessing where you can be, you can drown and you can and overflow. What I'm trying to say is that the blessing of the fish was not on the ground. Because you can walk on the ground. God's blessing has to, has to be in a place. How you know you're about to be blessed is when God puts you in a place you're almost drowning. That's the dimension God blesses. He blesses you in the deep. Oh, Jesus. His blessing is never in waters you can stand. Most of us are fishing in the, in the shores and you expect to catch the big fish. No. The big fish is not in shallow waters. If you want the fish and the fish is in quotes, you have to go where? To the deep. Could it be possible that you... Somebody told me, one of the pastors, he told me, he says, Pastor Rema, you are an Olympian swimming in the shallow waters. So I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to myself. He says, you are an Olympian, but stop swimming in the shallow water. If you, want to, if you want to get the big fish, go into the deep. It says, give yourself five years from now and see what would happen. Could it be possible, my brothers and my sisters, that this word is not just for me, but for you? That you want to catch the big fish. You want to do big things. And you're fishing because you're scared of the deep. Man, I, I went on this cruise and if you don't have the power, don't go. I can't swim. My wife can't swim. And the thing was shaking. My wife woke up and she had the motion, dizziness and everything. She took the pills and everything. I said, I like Niger guy. We are, even though we can't swim, we are still, I don't need pills. I'm still, can't be. I said, how, how is this feeling, sir? He said, somehow, somehow. I said, somehow. I don't, I'm not feeling the thing. But what I'm saying is that I would look out and see nothing. I was like, man, if some, God forbid, though, ta- when, anybody that say Titanic, we shoot. <laughs> somebody said, I said, shh. <laughs> when they were doing the, the whole um, safety measure, somebody said, I guess, all these white people, I guess we now have the Titanic. I said, shh. Don't say that. I will punch you here. Any spirit of I cast I'll cast you out with the Titanic. 
But what I'm saying is that you look out in the morning and all you see is water. If you sink, you sink or swim. And most of us are scared of the waves and you would never go out to the deep. And that's why you're scared to do that. You must go to a place where it only takes God to save you. Go to the fire where it takes only God to save you. Most of us, the reason why, see, we talk about an unforgettable future but you've not forgotten your past. The reason why you've not gone forward is because you have other options in life. You have things in the past. Oh, I can do this. Um, I, I have the, let me just put something in the garage. The fishing net and boat. Just in case this, this thing doesn't work out. Or we'll go to the fishing business. You know, we have to have contingency. This thing, you know, backup, insurance. You know, this Jesus is just disappearing and appearing. Tomorrow he's in the cross. Tomorrow he's, he's, a, he's, not, he's not pure. His ways are not pure. Let's just do this. After I say he's going up, he's coming. I don't know where he is now. Because this was the third time Jesus psh, appeared to us. Ah, this willy willy, stay here. Where did that come from? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Okay, I need to go home. That's what it means. Okay. But if there's anything I want to do today, is I want to challenge you. The future can never become your portion till the past is not an option. I want to encourage you to think big. The only thing, and I'm closing. I'm closing. The only thing the prodigal son did for his life to change, what did he do? He fasted like 30 days, right? I know, you've done your version, his message. No, he sowed seeds, right? The prodigal son was eating with the pigs and the swine and everything, and all of a sudden, like a light bulb, the Bible says he came to himself, his senses. He came to himself. He thought about where he was. And all he needed to do was to do what? Turn. And start going back. That is what he needed. He didn't fast, cast and bind, shake and gym. No, no, all the pentecostals. No, no. He didn't do all that. All he, need, <laughs> all he needed to do was change his mind. The cure for mediocrity is not maturity. It's a change of mentality. The cure for mediocrity is not maturity, but a change of mentality. God says, as far as your eyes can see, I will give you. So your perception is your limitation. Stop thinking like a local champion. They gave me my American visa in my house. People say, go there, now. Nah, please give me this visa now. You know, I need to get this visa. If I don't get this visa, you will give me this visa. Go there and see how people are sleeping, waiting for the visa. When I'm going to your country to spend your money. Ah, ah, hey, this type of thing, I've not seen no. You go there, please, now. You see how they have, so, no, I'm not giving, go now. Security, hey, sorry now, give me this visa. I went there, they had booked the date for my wedding. I'm going to end this testimony. They had booked the date for my wedding, and I didn't have any visa. And my wife was sleeping like the disciple, like Jesus in the boat. My father-in-law was one concerned because he had sent to all his big friends. He said, have you heard from Rema? He said, no. And you're sleeping. He said, what am I going to do now? If he doesn't get the visa, he doesn't get it. He said, my money. If he doesn't get the visa, are you, are you, is there anything wrong with you? I told the lady there, I need to go to the U.S. She said, but sir, you, you, you've, you stayed in the, in the U.K. for this, this. You need a police. I said, I don't have the time. I need to go to the, I turned her computer. I told her, I said, look at it here. He said, okay, okay, okay. Um, let's do this. I said, we have to find something to do. Just whatever you're doing, just tell me. Okay, to expedite the process, let's, um, 
Call this number. They will give you the police report in two days. And I said, what are the visas? I'm not coming down here. I stay in Manchester. I need to get the visa. I'm not coming to London. He said, okay, um, okay, do this, do this, do this. And we will send the visa to you by 8 a.m. two days time. I said, wonderful. I left. I said, wait, oh, these people are doing me. They want to take me out. They want me to just leave here. So I said, but it, that would have been bad, though, because where I will go to that woman's street. I'll be in, I'll be in jail by now. But 8 o'clock. <laughs> but 8 o'clock. And the visa was there. When I came to the U.S., I was living in my one-bedroom mansion. <laughs> I like that. I was crossing by and tears filled. Well, I was not tears. I was just thinking about where I used to stay in, in Lube and very wonderful place. My one-bedroom. It's funny because I was thinking about, I'm not trying to boast, no. I'm saying it because I'm, I'm giving thanks to God. Because my room in Lube, my, 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 my bathroom now is, as, is bigger than my room in Lube. That's, that's how God has blessed us. I started with a one bedroom. I've been in the U.S. for just four years. I'm not trying to put my elder brother. Well, I'm trying to put my elder brother down. He needs to get his stuff together. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but we do this healthy competition. And I, I got my U.S. citizenship just a couple of months ago. I said, Victor, what's happening now? You don't want to say, mm. I said, ah, I'm waiting for us to go back. To, we're going back to the U.S. together. I said, all the Americans, one side. All the non, I said, hey, Victor, um, I'll see you. That's what I said, eh. He said, I'm not that this name if I said, no, 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 this is a new name. That one you saw is the old one. But what am I saying? God, there's something called divine speed. There's something called divine speed. And, and I'm going to pray and God is going to give it to us. I want you to believe God for something that doesn't have a point of reference that's going to happen in the next 30 days. I, no, 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 I'm not talking about your prayer points. No, no, I'm not talking about your prayer point. I'm talking about the type of thing that would happen and they look at you and look at the fishes and they say, ah, what happened here? He says, is the God factor. What you cannot factorize and analyze is the God factor. Don't try to explain the blessing. One bedroom apartment. And I'm going, I, I remember that story. I can't forget. One bedroom apartment in the U.S., and we were thinking about upgrading. Our upgrade was two bedroom. We had done the whole whatever to get our two bedroom. And when we when we got there, I was walking around the two bedroom. I told my wife, "Babe, two bedroom. You have one room to yourself. Then you have spare. Two, big bar. <laughs> two bedroom. I was walking around like I've arrived. Hey, two bedroom. My father-in-law called me and said, um, you know, you guys um, should apply for a house.'" Uh, I don't want to. It's two years now. That's, uh, long story short, he gave us the push, and that's what I'm here to do. He gave us the push. The house we have now, when we got into the drive and saw the way everywhere was structured, I said, I told my wife, this is our house. You know how you're speaking in tongues, but your head has not caught up with the tongues. Yeah. That's the tongues I was speaking. My wife was saying, Ah, you're laughing like, I said, You're laughing like Sarah. When this thing happen, you won't stay, stay in this house. So. But my wife remembers my word because when we got there, we saw people lining. We thought they were doing party. But these are people that were lining up to buy the house. Now, I didn't have a job. I didn't have nothing. My wife was just barely, she's in school, just doing two-by-two two job, but just nothing. And on Monday, because I'm trying to cut this story short, on Monday, my relator calls me and says, Rema, we have the house in Sagewood. You know how you're on a call and you don't know if you're crossing the street or not? Okay, it's not happened to you. That's the type of miracle I'm praying for. Write that one down. The type of miracle where he said you got the... I was, I was, on, I was working on the computer. I said, hello, you got the Sagewood house. I said, oh, you, you, thought, you said the Sagewood house. 
Uh, are you sure? I was, st- I was in the main road. Before I knew where I was. I was. That's the type of miracle I want you to believe God for. I was talking to Pastor Phil today because we want to start selling the house to get something much bigger. Because you have to think outside your comfort zone. Give God something to do. Some of you, your angels have pot belly. You tell them, just give me this thing here. They say, ah, so give me something international now. Let me go. They're just like, nah, every time you just be telling us to give you something, I take this thing. God wants you to... But you get the message. Believe God for something that doesn't have a point of reference. Now, one thing that has changed my mind, because everybody's like, hey, I'm believing God. Nah, this guy says open check. Let's write it now. No, 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 no. One thing that changed my life is my $1,000. Don't, I'm not telling you to sow now. Listen, I'm not telling you to sow. I remembered, my wife had a miscarriage the first time. It's probably wrong to say, but that's fine. Because God has restored all the years the canker must eaten. My wife had a miscarriage. These were not working out. They were just, that's when I asked my wife, what this name is? Hey, what are you? Hey, that's those period. <laughs> that's my name. I tried to find out what this, everything is happening anyhow, anyhow, you know, anyhow. So, I saw the seed of a thousand dollars. It was Matthew Ashimolo that was preaching that day in Houston and he said something. He, he said, um, a seed of a thousand dollars broke the back of poverty for my life, blah, blah, blah. Stand up. I looked at my wife. I was like this. Straight. No response of stimulus. <laughs> I said, babe, I said, do you want to give? I said, I said, go ahead. My wife is like, she's a, she's a phlegmatic, so she doesn't care. If you want to live under the bridge, that's fine. Let's do it. And it's a very good blessing, but you have to be careful before you give your school fees. You want to give your school fees? Okay. You want to sell the child? Okay. <laughs> but we sold. We, we, we stepped out in faith, and the money we gave, we, we borrowed. It was a student loan money. Like that was all like, okay, let's just give that. I remember Pastor Matthew said something. He said, I'm going to come back for this convention the next year, and if you stand up and sow this seed, you're not going to be on the same level when I come back. Exactly one year to before Pastor Matthew came out for that conference because I went for that service the next year. A week before we had closed on that house I was telling you about, my child was born. No, my wife was pregnant with the, with the baby. Everything had been restored. I had a job. I, did, I can't remember when I interviewed for the job. I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm trying like, where did, when did I get this job? My wife was stable. Everything just worked out. And I was like, this was exactly one year. There's something called divine speed. There's something called divine speed and divine isolation. Let's stand up and our feet. I want you to believe God for something that doesn't have a point of reference. The Bible says, eyes has not seen. If the type of blessing you're believing God for, eyes has seen, then God says, eyes has not seen. Ears has not heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has planned. Now, even though eyes might have seen it, but maybe it's not been happened in your city. It's not happened in your family. And you want to see it happen in your family. That is still a miracle and a blessing without a point of reference. When they wanted to give the name John, they said, no, 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 we're going to give him his name, Zacharias. And they said, we can't give him name, we can't name him John because nobody in his city, in his area has been called John. But the moment they gave him John, the Bible says his mouth opened. The reason why some people have been short in life is because they are given the name Zacharias, something that has a point of reference. God wants you to break the mold. If people put you in a box, break the box, man, and, and leave out and become what God has called you to become. God is able to do just what he says. This concludes this message. 
Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.